0: from the Edwin Cardinal O'Brien Pastoral Center in Washington DC home base for the Archdiocese for the Military Services USA this is Catholic Military Life the official podcast of the Archdiocese here now your moderator public affairs director Taylor Henry
1: Thank you, Elizabeth LaSalle. It's my pleasure to be talking to Mrs. Tracy Harger, who on June 11th uh, received the Medal of the Archdiocese for the Military Services USA. That's the Archdiocese's um, highest honor. It's uh, awarded uh, no more than five times a year. Uh, And joining us by telephone is Mrs. Harger. Mrs. Harger, thank you so much for talking to me.
0: Good morning. It's a pleasure to be talking to you.
1: And uh, so uh, another beautiful day in Hawaii, I'm sure, right?
0: Yes, every day in Hawaii is beautiful. Even when it rains, there's always rainbows.
1: You're the Catholic Pastoral Life Coordinator. um, And tell me what you do in that uh, position.
0: So the United States Army Garrison Hawaii um, Catholic Program is we are one community community but we're at two separate chapel locations. One is at AMR Military Reservation and one is at Schofield Barracks. So we, I help coordinate um, the support for masses, sacraments, um, some aspects of the religious education program, and help support um, any Catholic programs that are going on with our community, such as Catholic Women of the Chapel, or any retreats that people might want to organize. Whatever they come forward with ideas that the priests approve, we try to give the people who want to organize those things the correct information, training, education, and assist them with the paperwork so everything can be done correctly and successfully.
1: And this is strictly volunteer work, right?
0: Um, right. I have been doing it as a volunteer um, in a volunteer capacity. Usually it is a contracted position, but with budget cuts and things like that, the position wasn't funded under a contract.
1: And you've been in this position at the US Army Garrison Hawaii for how long now?
0: About two and a half years. I started out as the AMR Chapel coordinator, and then when the person who was the Catholic Pastoral Life Coordinator, PCS, then I assumed her responsibilities and became the AMR Chapel Coordinator and the Catholic Life Pastoral Coordinator.
1: And in approving your uh, award of the Medal of the Archdiocese, uh, Archbishop Brolio noted that uh, this honor is given only to those who show exemplary moral character, fidelity to the teachings and mission of the Church, and devotion and service to the Catholic community. That's quite an honor.
0: Yes, it is. Uh-huh. And I'm still processing that.
1: <laughs> How do you feel about receiving the award?
0: Um, well, it's an honor, and I'm humbled because I think when you do pay, um, work like I do, one of the greatest joys is you see so many people who give so much, and they give what they can. And so everybody is always in different Parts of their life. And right now, you know, you could have, you know, if I had, you know, eight little kids, I would not have been able to do what I've been able to do. So I felt like the time in my life right now was a great time to be able to do this and meet the needs of our Catholic community. But in the same sense, there's people who, you know, have a lot of responsibilities at home with, you know, their kids and being little, and childcare is always an issue here so being able to watch them give what they can you know to me is just as important as you know somebody somebody who gives one hour is just as important as, as somebody who gives 20 and it's pure joy to see everybody giving what they can and have these wonderful you know wonderful moments arise from everybody working together
1: what is it that motivates you
0: i think it is the joy in watching what happens when people come together and the closeness, the close, which allows us to be closer to God. People, um, I think, are often fearful of taking something on because they feel they're not gonna do it right or they don't know enough, which was totally my fears when I took on these positions. I just thought, I am not prepared for this, I am not worthy, and I'm gonna mess it up. <laughs> but what Really amazed me and um, I just can't even really describe it all in words is the people who come together to support you the people who can share their knowledge with you and then the priests who are there to support you to make sure that you know you are doing things right and that they want to just teach you so you know with a kind heart that nobody's judging and and then with that comes a greater good that was anything, everything more than you even imagined.
1: You were in the service yourself in the Army at one time, correct?
0: Correct, yes. I was in the, back in the day, There was it was called the Transportation Corps.
1: And you were an officer in the Army Transportation Corps for how long and when was that?
0: Um, three years. It was, I went through ROTC at Niagara University, and then I was commissioned for active duty from 1991 through 1994. I was I had an eight year commitment, so I reserved the rest of the time in the IRR.
1: And uh, for those of us not familiar with uh, military acronyms, what is the IRR?
0: Oh, I'm sorry, it's Individual Ready Reserve, so it's pretty much your name is on a list and if needed, they recall you to active duty.
1: And you're married to Colonel Rick Harger, who is the Director of Combat Capabilities Development Command Pacific. Yes, sir. Uh, And you have three children. Tell us about your children.
0: Um, Well, we have three, three beautiful children who have been very patient and supportive with me, supporting our Catholic community, and we certainly couldn't do it without their understanding, support, and love, along with my husband. Um, Daniel is going to be, um, he is going to be entering the Army in, on 22 July to be a military police first policeman. And Megan is currently studying through Arizona State University for Homeland Security Emergency Management. And my youngest son, Michael, just graduated from Damien Memorial High School here in Hawaii. And he is going to, he doesn't want to live in the dorms for college, so since we're transitioning out of the military, Rick's retiring October 1st, we're going to wait and see we'll, where we wind up before he applies to some colleges in that area. So right now he's going to be doing some online college courses until he we get settled.
1: You are a career military family. Yes. And uh, military families have specific uh, spiritual needs, uh, Tell us about those. You move around a lot. Uh, There are long periods of separation in some cases. Uh, uh, What are some of the uh, spiritual needs that are of particular interest to military families?
0: What I believe is the greatest spiritual need is a sense of community. Because we move around so much, you know, we make friends, we move, we go somewhere new. Sometimes we're at places where there are military support, but you know, bases and posts. But then other times, there's a lot of, nowadays with downsizing, there's a lot of remote assignments as well. And so I feel like, you know, you can go to any Catholic church and celebrate mass, but are you gonna feel like part of the community? So Rick and I moved here, we were kind of shopping around for churches, you know, checking out different ones, trying to figure out where we were going to go. And we had gone to, um, you know, a few few masses at AMR. We had gone to Joint Base Pearl Harbor-Hickam for a few of their masses. And we also went to St. Elizabeth's, which is a church right outside, you know, where we live. And we were kind of talking about the pros and cons of each of the churches and the communities. And we finally decided that you know, with this being Rick's last assignment, that we really felt like this was our last opportunity because we don't know where we were going to move to to serve our Catholic community, our military Catholic community. And so I really wasn't sure what I was going to be doing, but I felt like we needed to be involved in the in a military chapel so we could provide what we need. And even if it was just, you know, at the most, a sense of community within our community so I think um, you know it that's the thing that ties everybody together is it's not just the community that is shows up to church every Sunday at 830 it's what happens outside of the chapel that is most important
1: let's walk through a day in the life of a pastoral life coordinator Um, you mentioned in general terms uh, all the things you do uh, what's a typical day like when you're volunteering?
0: Um, I would have to say no day is the same. <laughs> because Every day there's new things that come up and everything that keeps it exciting, which is kind of great because it never gets boring. But then it's one of those things that is beautiful because it also gives you opportunities to learn um, new things. But basically would have um, our meetings with our team, which include our chapel coordinators, our religious side coordinators, some of the it was actually spending time with the priests that are in the area to make sure we're doing, you know, the information. If somebody comes to me and has a question, you know, I can look things up and make sure I'm doing them right, but I always like to check with the priests just to make sure what I'm interpreting it is the correct way and the, you know, the correct information that the people need. And so um, a lot of times, you know, some of my time would be spent, you know, talking with the priests, and getting information from them, and also finding out what needs were, you know, I always think we always are focused on outreach, but what's so special about our community is we focus on it in reach as well. So to find out who's, you know, not just meal trains, but who within our community might need some help. Um, We are close to Pearl Harbor, so we have a lot of families in the Navy, and as much as the Army has
1: For our listener, uh, you mentioned AMS Portal. AMS is uh, an acronym for the Archdiocese for the Military Services. You also teach. Tell me about that. Teach sacramental preparation oh, courses.
0: Right. So for our religious ed program, um, our you know every day we have our or every Sunday we have our religious ed program, and there's regular religious ed with that. Now I don't participate in that because of what I do as a Catholic pastoral life. Other sacramental things such as baptism, there's baptism classes. So if our religious ed coordinators aren't able to teach that class, if they're off-island or something has come up, I'm always available to teach those classes as well, which are great fun and bring great joy.
1: So you received the Medal of the Archdiocese on June 11th. Tell me about that. First of all, how did you find out you had been chosen to receive this honor?
0: It was amazing how it all kind of come together. So on Schofield Barracks, there's a chapel there called Soldiers' Chapel, and it is such a holy place of worship. I can't even describe it, but everybody who goes in there feels it. And because we were, you know, getting ready to PCS, or I mean, not PCS, retire, you know, October 1st, I had really wanted to have one last mass there. And I had always dreamed, like we would have daily mass there. But there'd be like 10 or 20 people. One time last July, a reserve um, army priest was in the area, and he held a daily mass for us. And that day, there was like 30 people in there, and it was beautiful. And then there was another family that had, had a wedding in there one day, and there was like 75 people there. And my thought was, I would just love to see this chapel once filled with people. So I had talked to Father John, who's the Navy indo chaplain here, to see if he would celebrate Mass in there because he had never celebrated Mass
1: there. Mass Father and John Shimatsu Captain yeah, US Navy.
0: Right. So it was his and then I saw in the calendar it was his ordination anniversary, so it wasn't until a little later I asked him how many years he had been a priest and then when he said twenty five, I was like, oh, this is a big one. So, you know, I have to shift into high gear now and I'm like, okay, this is gonna be the Mass that's gonna be the big Mass, you know, and this was my hope. So I reached out to our community, our Joint Base Pearl Harbor um, and Marine Corps Base Hawaii communities, we invited everybody, and my hope was just that a lot of people would show up. Not that it was based on numbers, but more just to get the feel of that chapel being full. And then we also invited the area priests, contract priests, the military priests, everybody in the area. And at first it was looking like, you know, a lot of them might not be able to come because of, you know, the not deployments, but they were training, you know, field exercises and things like that. But amazingly, as it got closer to the date, schedules opened up, things changed, and we were going to have nine priests there. And so I thought, this is going to be incredible. So I left to go to Kauai because I turned 50 on June 5th.
1: oh, happy birthday.
0: Oh, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, it's great to be 50. And Father John had called me the day, I believe it was the day after my birthday. And And I saw him calling and I thought, oh, something must be wrong if he's calling me because he knows I'm in Kauai. And he's So I said, oh, good morning, Father John. And he's like, oh, I received a letter from the AMS today. And I was like, oh. And so, and of course, there's like a few things going on in my mind that it could have been related to numerous, you know, things. I really wasn't sure what he was talking about. And as he started reading it, I was, I wasn't even comprehending it all because I didn't know he had submitted me for it. And so then I kind of had to reiterate to him You mean, you submitted me for this award and it was awarded. Like, not only was I just humbled that he thought me worthy of the award, but then to find out that it actually, because I know it is rarely awarded, that it was something that I would receive, was just beyond words, I was blown away and um, just really, I, I didn't have words to express what I was feeling, which is odd because usually I, I usually talk too much. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> I talk fast and I talk too much. But um, but then what was, so then he had said, we you know, I would like to award it, um, you know, at the Mass at Soldiers Chapel, which then just made my heart so happy because I love that chapel. And to have that awarded on that day, you know, during it, where, where he was willing to share. he does. Father John doesn't like attention, so I thought he'll do anything to take the attention off of him and uh, divert it with this. But it was also a, a beautiful Mass um, because he was receiving an award from the Army Chief of Chaplain's Office there. So I just thought that this will be, you know, a beautiful Mass. And then what I had found out later was Father John's the Navy chaplain, but then Father Jason, he's one of the Army garrison, or not garrison, but Army priests here assigned to the 25th ID. He had also submitted me for the award. so
1: This is Father, Father uh, Jason, Jason Duchesne, right.
0: uh,
1: chaplain captain, uh, U.S. Army.
0: Right. And so he had called the Archdiocese to find out if it was being awarded so he could present it on the June 11th Mass as well, and they said, "Well, it's already been sent," and so that was kind of, you know, flattering as well. That, you know, my army, you know, Garrison or my army, he said, Hawaii, you know, priests had wanted to nominate me for that as well. So it was uh, just, you know, it was just beautiful.
1: Tell me about: uh, Are you a lifelong Catholic, or did you convert?
0: Oh, I was, yeah, a cradle Catholic.
1: Cradle. I
0: was, um, I was, you know, baptized a Catholic, and then right up until the time Rick and I met, you know, I was always going to Mass and, you know, went to a Catholic university, and, you know, so we, there was always Mass available there. So it's always been a part of my life.
1: Which Catholic university?
0: But, what Catholic? Oh, Niagara University? Yeah. Great. Right. And so, but then when Rick and I got married, because of timing and, you know, this happens very often, is we wound up not getting married by a priest because we couldn't get all the paperwork done in time before it was time to PCS and get all that started. So then we kind of started going to just a general Protestant service because I knew I wasn't married in the church. And um, during that time, you know, I always think, and this is what I share with people is God's timing is always perfect. And it was during that time that I actually learned a lot more about my Catholic faith because I realized what other faiths were not, but then it also allowed me a chance to miss my Catholic faith. And I remember we were in Germany and I was helping with the Vacation Bible School and there was a priest there who actually happened to live in our stairwell and he was getting ready for daily Mass and that was the first time I had seen him in person. And I looked over and I just, I had this moment where I was like, I need to come back, I missed that. And so, his name was Father Paul and I had talked to him afterwards and it was funny because he knew I had, you know, I was a Catholic and he had said to me, you know, at one point, well, Tracy, are you confirmed? And I was like, yes. And so he goes, until you write a letter to the Pope, you will always be a Catholic. (laughs) And that made me so happy because (laughs) I think a lot of times people feel like if things don't go right according to the perfect plan that their faith isn't perfect. But as long as you love God, and everything's going to be okay. So we got back on track, and I had talked to my husband about converting. Um, he was deployed at that time. So we got him going with some of the books while he was um, in Afghanistan. And then when he came back, he was right in line with joining the RCIA program. And so that was just a beautiful thing as well.
1: Wow, that's a beautiful story. In your experience in the Army, uh, what, is the, uh, what are some of the most important roles a, a chaplain can play?
0: to the soldiers or to the family
1: to the families and the soldiers uh, their their presence in in the military generally
0: well i think they are essential and to it, it's as important as food and bullets i think you if you don't have your chaplains there to support the soldiers when they are going through everything that they go through on deployment and everything they have to deal with because problems don't stop because you're deployed. Um, They are needed to be with the units wherever they are. And then for those that are left, you know, the family members that are left back at Garrison, that, you know, they're essential for there as well. And what I have found, you know, we have a pre-shortage, you know, in the military, everybody knows that. But what has really um, humbled me was the chaplains that are not Catholic priests that have supported our Catholic community. It has been beautiful. And they help us with getting the priest support we need. You know, if, if there is something that, you know, I mean, I kind of coordinate that. But I can talk with them and say, this is what we need. And then I outreach. Get the support we need, and that's what's been incredible during this whole process. Is the priests, you know, with I think before you'd always look at it and think the Air Force has their priests, the Marine, you know, the Navy has their priests, and the Army has their priests. But just by the nature of what has happened, and just looking at Oahu is the only example I deal with, we are not a Catholic community defined by service branch boundaries. We are a Catholic community that are, we are one. And the, the priests that come and support us and the contract priests that support us, you know, like the contract priests for Joint Base Pearl Harbor and Hickam provide support to us. We do all our penance services together. We do um, sacramental education together. If, if somebody from the, our chapel community can't make it to the baptism class, they go to Joint Base Pearl Harbor Hickam for theirs. You know, they have attended, if there's family that's coming in for a certain date and we can't provide the baptism, the priest at, you know, Joint Base Pearl Harbor will provide that baptism on the date that they have their baptism scheduled. So I think with looking at it as a Catholic community, it's been a beautiful thing because if our own priests that are assigned, you know, over our area of responsibility aren't available, the other priests come in and support us, and the, the chaplains that are, you know, not Catholic priests, they help us, you know, get that support if we need it, and it's been incredible
1: to see. Well, the fact that both an Army chaplain and a Navy chaplain nominated you for the Medal of the Archdiocese attests to that uh, kind of ecumenical spirit among the chaplains in Hawaii. Exactly. Last
0: question. And just to add on to that, too, what's been incredible, too, I have to give a shout-out to Father Andy, is, you know, he PCS'd a year and a half ago, and he has always been on somebody on my speed dial as well. So even the priests that leave here, they will reach out, you know, they answer back. They, you know, if I call and say, I have a question about this, or, you know, somebody here, you know, even, like I said, I can't speak for everybody, but at least the ones that have been in Hawaii, are always, you know, give me a call back, send me some information, send me some links. So I think, you know, even going one step further to say, you know, there isn't a priest out there who isn't going to try to help if he's able. And we have a new priest coming in now, Father Ewan, and I've been in contact with him for probably well over three months, just helping him prepare to come in and setting things up for the way that... um, He's going to implement things when he comes and give him a feel for what the community is. And so that has been wonderful as well because he's had his responsibilities at Fort Hood that he's been dealing with, but then is still willing to take the time to... Because we didn't want to set stuff up and then have him come and want to change it right away. So getting a feel for how he would picture some things have really helped us make sure we aren't wasting anybody's time and setting things up for our future programs.
1: Mrs. Tracy Harger, the Catholic Pastoral Life Coordinator at U.S. Army Garrison Hawaii, the uh, recent recipient of the Medal of the Archdiocese for the Military Services, the Archdiocese's uh, highest honor. Thank you so much for joining us today, and uh, best of luck to you and your husband as you prepare to transition to a life outside the military. Thank you. It's
0: been a pleasure to talk to you.